us and be glad in it. Thank you for joining us this morning for worship. We welcome you to join us on our website, www.zionbcpeoria.com. Join us or follow us on Facebook and in YouTube. Uh, join in with us as we prepare to worship our God and celebrate him today. Thank you so much for joining us and know that Jesus loves you and so do I. We want to tell you a little something like this. Amen. 
I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. We're going to start at verse 11. All right? All right. Galatians chapter 2. Amen. Amen. But when Peter came to Antioch, I had to oppose him to his face. For what he did was very wrong. This is Paul talking here. When he first arrived, he ate with the Gentile believers who were not circumcised. But afterward, when some friends of James came, Peter wouldn't eat with the Gentiles anymore. He was afraid of criticism from these people who insisted on the necessity of circumcision. As a result, other Jewish believers followed Peter's hypocrisy. And even Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy. When I saw that they were not following the truth of the gospel message, I said to Peter in front of all the others, since you, a Jew by birth, have discarded the Jewish laws and are living like a Gentile, why are you now trying to make these Gentiles follow the Jewish traditions? You and I are Jews by birth, not sinners like the Gentiles. Yet we know that a person is made right with God by faith in who? Jesus Christ. Follow with me. Keep up with me now. Not by obeying the law. And we have believed in Christ Jesus so that we might be made right with God because of our faith in Christ. Yes. Not because we have obeyed the law. Mm. For no one will ever be right, made right with God by obeying the law. Yeah. But suppose we seek to be made right with God through faith in Christ. And then we are found guilty because we have abandoned the law. Mm. 
would that mean Christ has led us into sin? Absolutely not. Rather, I am a sinner. If I reveal the old system of the law, I already tore down. For when I tried to keep the law, it condemned me. So I died to the law. I stopped trying to meet all its requirements so that I might live for God. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not treat the grace of God as meaningless. For if keeping the law could make us right with God, then there was no need for Christ to die. Amen.
that we will continue to feel your presence as we decide to walk humbly before you and give glory and honor to you in our lives for we pray. Amen. As we continue on in our book study, looking through the letter of Galatians, we bring ourselves now to the second chapter. Thank you, Pastor Price, for reading again our text. We'll be looking at an 11 to the 21st verse of the second chapter. Uh, but in the verses, verses 1 through 10, uh, also speaks of Paul again defending who he is as an apostle of Jesus Christ. He is pointing out to them, uh, again, the, the authenticity and the authority uh, that he has and to proclaim this gospel and not a different gospel. And that how he does not want to be disqualified and have others be led astray by others speaking truths, uh, or sorry, speaking, speaking false truths, um, not, and not speaking the truth, which is essential to this gospel. Jesus has assigned the apostles to preach and teach this gospel so that lives will be changed. The gospel teaches us, uh, and, and Matthew, the 28th chapter, right, the great Commissionally says, go ye make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, basically how this gospel message should not only tell us how to live, but also show us how to live, and that there should be fruit that our lives have been changed. And that is because we have been made right with God, to be in our right relationship with him. And we are only in a right relationship with our God and because of the work of God the Son. And so what Paul is pointing out to them, I received this message from God the Son. I didn't get it from somebody else. I got it from the source, the one, the message that we preach and the message that we teach. And he is not only the messenger, but he is the message and he is our redemption. And look at with me now, and early in the second chapter of Galatians, verse 2, it says, I went there because God revealed to me that I should go. While I was there, I met privately with those considered to be leaders of the church and shared with them the message I had been preaching to the Gentiles. I wanted to make sure that we were in agreement for fear that all my efforts had been wasted and I was running the race for nothing. And they supported me and did not even demand that my companion Titus be circumcised, though he was a Gentile. He's pointing this out that he went there 14 years later in in verse 1. He went back back to Jerusalem, pointing out that I I didn't get my message from, I didn't get my walking papers from, I didn't get my marching papers from the 12 apostles. I got it from Jesus, but also I just so solidarity with them and my message that I have been preaching, they confirmed it, they co-signed it, they agreed with me. And he's pointing out that I got a history of preaching this great gospel that's been transforming this community and this world and planting these churches. Though Peter and the apostle have been reaching the Jews, I have been assigned of primarily reaching the Gentiles. And so he's pointing out to them that I, I have authority. I, I've been validated by these 
apostles who you look up to and notice that my teaching is not different from them. So don't get caught up with those trying to say that you must follow the Mosaic law in order to be saved and negating the work of Jesus Christ. I want to encourage us to make sure that don't let somebody tell you you have to do something in order to be saved. You, there's nothing you can do to save yourself. That's why Jesus came to earth. Because we couldn't save ourselves. And so be careful when someone tells you you can do something in order to get something from God. Our God is not a genie. Our God is not a vending machine that you got to put something in in order to get something out. The beautiful thing about our God that he is benevolent. He is charitable. Yeah, y'all understand that, right? Right, right. You, you don't have to put a down payment. You know, he's not going to check your credit score. He already knows you in debt. He already knows you have bad credit. He already knows that you don't got enough. But he's going to give you what you need. Aren't you glad that we serve a God that knows what we need? And so therefore, we should just come to him and say, Lord, I'm broke. <laughs> I have nothing, but you have everything. And thank you, God, for your promise that you're going to give your glory be to God. Mm. The Lord is my shepherd. And so when we look at how we understand that salvation is not based on my effort or my work ethic or what I have to offer, but all what God has already provided. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, he gained, oh glory be to God. It didn't say because you asked. It, it didn't say because you was a top 1% in giving. It says because he loved. Just, just t- tell your neighbor, God loves me. I heard y'all say, I heard y'all say that. Don't get in there, tell your neighbor, say, he loves me too. <laughs> when we understand how he loves us and cares for us, help us to look past those who want to judge us, who want to condemn us, who want to label us because we don't meet their standards. That's why earlier Paul said, I didn't get it from man. This gospel can't come from man. Uh, this has to come from God. And that's a beautiful thing because man makes stuff difficult. God made it simple for us because it was difficult. For man, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And so when we look at this, he's pointing out to them that the leaders are trying to to distract you with what they think you should do. Verse 6, it says, and the leaders of the church had nothing to add to what I was preaching. By the way, their reputation as great leaders made no difference to me, for God has no faith. Instead, they saw that God had given me the responsibility of preaching the gospel to the Gentiles, just as he had given Peter the responsibility of preaching to the Jews. For the same God who worked through Peter as the apostle to the Jews also worked through me as the apostle to the Gentiles. Now, get to the crux of the matter. We're going to unpack verses 11 to 21. It says, in fact, James, Peter, and John, who were known as pillars of the church, recognized the gift God had given me, and they accepted Barnabas and me as their co-workers. Remember that name, Barnabas. They encouraged us to keep preaching to the Gentiles while they continued to keep preaching to the uh, Jews. Their only suggestion was that we keep on helping the poor, which I have always been eager to do. I, I, I'm going to uh, stick a pen in verse 10 for a moment. I'm going to get to our text today for 11 to 21. I'm still in my introduction. 
Uh, I want to highlight here, Barnabas, remember that name is going to come up again in our latter part of this text. But yet in verse 10 it says, keep on helping the poor. I want you to know something here. The Jews were the poor class. So he's pointing out to them, say, don't forget about us, Paul. You, 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 you out there reaching them Gentiles, they got all the money. They, they got all the resources. So don't forget about us Jews. The poor. And, and, and what Paul is pointing out to them that I, I'm not going to forget this. Uh, this is what the gospel teaches us. To look out for the poor. Look at this. The only suggestion was that we keep on. Y'all see that? Keep on helping the poor. Which I've always been eager to. Paul says that I've always been there. I, I've been there. But notice again. Now, this is Jesus when he told the apostles. And during the last. Uh, I'm sorry. Prior to the last supper. Prior to the last supper, that's when Judas decided he wanted to steal some money because he was stealing out the, the treasure box. He says that, that they, they could have sold that jar of oil that was poured over Jesus. So we could have got some money for that, y'all. And they said that only because he was a thief. He was pilfering. He was taking out the collection box. He had them sticky hands, y'all. And, and I'm highlighting that Jesus told him, said, you'll always have the poor with you. He said, but she did what was needed because I will always be with you. But Jesus left them the imperative message that you need to take care of the poor. And you need to in, 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 in make sure that they are properly being taken care of. And here it is. They're still preaching this gospel some 15 years later. And still the priority is to look after the poor. So my question for us to start thinking about here, I can't unpack it all today. Why has so many of the churches forgot the poor? I'm going to move on. Just had to hit us with that punch real quick. But, verse 11, but when Peter came to Antioch, now so is the shift here. We were in agreement back in Jerusalem, back with the homies, back with the friends, back when I'm the big dog on campus. Everything was cool and groovy with Peter. But when he came to Antioch, I had to oppose him to his face. But what he did was very wrong. Look what happened, how people changed on us. When he first arrived, y'all see that man? He ate with the Gentile Christians who were not circumcised. He was hanging out with the rich folks, eating rich folks' food, hanging out with them as everything was cool. But afterward, when some friends of James came, Peter wouldn't eat with the Gentiles anymore. Now they they are heathens. Now they're sinners. Now they're not keepers of the law. And so I can't stay by you anymore. He was afraid of criticism from these people who insisted on the necessity of circumcision. See, uh, outwardly, y'all don't look right. Uh, inwardly, you might have been changed by Christ, but yet I've got to keep up my appearances. And for appearances say me sitting with you don't look acceptable to some people, I think. So therefore, i got to separate myself from you. Verse 13, as a result of the Jewish Christians follow Peter's hypocrisy. And even, y'all see that name there? Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy. Notice how he mentioned Barnabas earlier. Was accepted by them all and welcomed by them all. But now, when it came outside of the cool kids, and it came out, now they excluded him. And now he says, I got to do something. In order to be changed, to be cool like everybody else. Here's the beautiful thing about our God, that he's made you who you are. 
And some people may not like you because of who you are, but here's a beautiful thing, though. They don't know you like God knows you. Because God made you as you are. We live in a world that people try to tell you what beauty looks like. They want to tell you that if your lips are a certain size, your hips are a certain size, your nose is a certain size, your hair is a certain texture, that you're not beautiful enough. But yet, my Bible tells you that everything that God made is good. And so for you to say that I'm not good, i got to look at you and with all smile, with a smile on my face, with good intent, say, but you're not God. So you can't tell me if I'm good or not because there's only one person that is good. And he, de- he declared what he created is good. And before I was even walking on this earth and born in my mother's womb, before the foundations of the earth, he knew how he's born to make me freckles and all. And so when we understand how others want to judge us and label us because we don't meet their standards, I'm so glad you will never have to meet their standards because their standards always change. Your value of your dollar today may not be the same tomorrow. Watch out, somebody. Your job may not be there tomorrow. Watch out, somebody. But yet, our God is the same today as he was yesterday. And guess what? He will be tomorrow and forever, forever. Forever, forever. Ever, ever? Yes, ever. Our God is in control. But man wants to be in control. And therefore, man causes problems. Be careful that you don't cause somebody to stumble and fall because you want to tell them how they got to be right with God. They had Barnabas who was understanding what it meant to follow after Christ now being misled because Peter and his insecurity, y'all don't hear me, decided I got to change how I walk. You may, you may not know who is looking up to you. You may not know who admires you from a distance and they're watching how you treat other people. And making it acceptable how you treat other people. Say, you know what? I'm going to do the same thing. I I see you being cold and disrespectful, but I don't see being cold and disrespectful. I see you being cool because I think you're cool. I'm going to do the same thing. How? I don't talk to you because my friend don't talk to you. We see people just do that. I don't know what's going on with that person. But because he doesn't talk to you, I won't talk to you. Come sit with me. Oh, my friend don't sit with you, so I'm not going to sit with you at lunch. I'm going to sit over here with all the cool kids because you're not cool. You don't fit into my, my circle. Oh, once you come and live in, I'm not going to live in that neighborhood. Uh, uh, you, I'm not going to live there, but I'm going to live over there. I'll come by and visit you, but you can't come to my house. We get caught up living a life on one side, but yet our words don't line up with our actions. That's why Paul calls out Peter in verse 14. Y'all with me there? He says, when I saw they were not following the truth of the gospel message, I said to Peter in front of all the others. Y'all see that there? He said, I said to Peter in front of all the others. He's letting them know that you are not doing it right. And so there's a thing I want y'all to understand. We lost a lot of things, y'all. <laughs> and so his situation, I want y'all to understand that God wants us to Match up our communication with him. We got to walk right. We got to talk right. Got technical difficulties. Got my father went there. Lot to be none like. 
you take the plug. You take the plug, Deacon. There's a plug at the end of that. There's a plug. Oh, here you go. They still hear me on it. They just lost the picture. So, dealing with the text again, we want to live faithfully. What we need to do is walk according to God's word. Our, our lives must line up. Now, when we look at verse 14 again, a new American Standard Version says that he was not straightforward about the truth. What it says here that when we get the word orthodox, orthopedics, ortho means to be straight or to be correct. And then so that's the that's the suffix of the word. And so basically it's an orthopolar basically to walk straight or to have straight footing. And so what he's pointing out that Peter, you are not being straight with the people. There's something wrong here, Peter, that you are not doing what you said you should be doing. The problem that we have here is that many of us say something, but we do something else. Be mindful of how we tell people to say, do as I say but not as I do. We need to be better models than that. That we not only should talk about it, but we also need to be about it. That we ought to walk it out just as we talk it out. And so he's pointing out that, Peter, you are not straight. Y'all follow that? And think about when someone is straightforward or a straight student, right? They mean they are correct or they are foretelling, they're truth telling. And here's another thing about ortho being corrected, right? Or you go to the ortho for correction and to make straight. And so therefore, we are corrected by God. And so we can't correct ourselves. We got to go to somebody to correct us. And that's why we are justified by grace, not by works so that no man can boast. There's nothing that we can do on our own that can save us. But it's up but God's grace. And Peter is not being straightforward. And so Paul has to get to him. So this goes on to Paul saying that you are not being straightforward, Peter. So he calls him out. Notice how he calls him out, not privately, but publicly, because he was publicly, publicly misleading the people. Y'all, 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 y'all saw he, he Paul got upset because you, you got your Barnabas messed up here. I, I brought him to you. Y'all confirmed him. Y'all affirmed him. Everything's all right. But now you getting big on yourself. You're going to lead by a bad example. And so sometimes we got to confront some people publicly as well as that we have to do it privately. But also I want to encourage you that sometimes we've been confronted, but we weren't listening. 
we, we, we don't believe we were doing anything wrong, so I'm not going to acknowledge that you were saying I was doing something wrong. And, and, and here's how sometimes you have been corrected, but you didn't get it. You're like, you right. Those people need to get it right. You have to say those people. You didn't say, ah, you, you say, I agree with you, right? Those people, now, now realize that you might have been trying to look at yourself and reflect on yourself. Am I behaving in the same manner? Am I doing them same things that need to be corrected? Sometimes in our life, it's easier to project on somebody else and what they're not doing instead of looking like what we should be doing. But yet, here it is that our God is calling us to walk obedient by his grace. And notice that how Peter is trying to mislead them indirectly because of his own insecurities. But Paul, because he was secure in his gospel and in his truth, goes out there and says, uh, Peter, you're not doing it right. You got to get it right. You got to walk right. That's why he goes on in verse 16 says, yet we know that a person is made right with God by faith. And somebody say by faith. In Jesus Christ, not by obeying the law. And we have believed in Christ Jesus so that we might be made right with God because of our faith in Christ. Not because we have obeyed the law, for no one will ever be made right with God by obeying the law. Y'all see that there? Nobody will be made right by God by obeying the law. 